inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? You told us, well, it's going to be time to panic. Well, is it time to panic? Well, let me just tell you, folks, it's never going to be time to panic because we're never going to give up. We're not going to give up on America. America is worth it. America is worth fighting for. America is worth not giving up. And while we have that attitude of not giving up, we are constantly going to be searching, strategizing, coming up with ways to prevail. We've got the basics. We have we have millions and millions of Americans that are fed up. Can't wait to do something about it. There will be a series of ideas that people come up with based on dealing with the fraud that we know we have to deal with. You're not alone. You're not a singular individual all by yourself out there trying to fight these people by yourself. There are 74 million plus and growing. We're not going to give up on America. From sea to shining sea, three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. Hey, hey, hour number two of the Wendy Bell Radio program. We are so delighted to be with you. One and a half million podcast downloads. That's one and a half million individuals taking the time to take our podcast and put it on their phone or their tablet. That's outstanding. Wendy Bell Radio, wherever you get your favorite podcast, like, follow, share, five-star review, love, love, love being with you. You know, in that... In that open of, of Rush Limbaugh's voice, and I know, I miss him just like you do. He always gave us a place to go to be comfortable and calm in very uncomfortable, crazy times. And you might think this is one of them, and it sure feels like it. What the overarching message he just had is, we're not going to give up. We're not going to give up. See, the Democrats in the House, if we're just going to use this... This newsworthy event of selecting the speaker, hopefully, which happens today. If you look at the House, you have these pains on the Republican side. The ebbing and flowing, the conversation, the fighting, the childishness, the good, the bad, all of it, right? And then you have on the other side, the people who have already given up, Democrats. There's no individual thought. There's no deviation from what everybody's doing. And that's not good. Following the leader and just going along to get along and to stay in office because you know the benefits of being there in the beltway, being protected by the bubble of suck is so much more valuable than whatever initially got you wanting to go there in the first place. Because at some point, all of them said, you know, I love this country. I want to serve this country in some capacity. And that just all blew up. When you can't think or act for yourself, when you can't deviate, when you can't do a Matt Gates or the other seven who voted to sink McCarthy three weeks ago, you've already given up. And the Democrats have already done so. And I feel for them. But we will take them down. There is no other option. One of the big things going on in the background of this speaker fight, of course, are these multiple legal cases that that are saddling Donald Trump. That's the point, obviously. This is the Democrat playbook. Overwhelm, right? 
just bogged down in details and minutia and charges and paperwork and requirements and court appearances and then run out the clock as well as you can. Do not provide the evidence that's required by law to the president to defend himself because they are not. And then constantly fight to move the goalposts to weaken Donald Trump's case at any cost. And, and that's what we're seeing right now. So there was a headline. Mark Meadows, his former chief of staff, reportedly, according to ABC News, all right, reached some kind of a plea deal with the prosecutors, with Jack Smith in one of these cases, right? And I mean, it doesn't even matter what the cases are anymore. They're ridiculous. But when you hear Mark Meadows spokespeople, they say that's absolutely not true. This is called lawfare. This is where you twist the reality and the optics of something to create the illusion of what you're trying to win. If you don't have the facts, if it looks like it's a really limp case, if you know that you cannot survive cross-examination, et cetera, et cetera, you need to create a hell of a high school musical. And optics are something that the Democrats are good at trying to create. Everything that we've gone through in the last several years has been about optics. What's the mask? If you don't wear a mask, what does that mean? You don't care about people, right? If you don't get a shot, what does that mean? You're a vaccine denier. If you were at the Capitol or anywhere near it on January 6th of 2021, what, what, did, what did that make you? No, it didn't make you a tourist. It didn't make you uh, an America lover. It, it didn't make you free to assemble and do as you wish. It made you a threat to democracy. It made you an insurrectionist. All of these storylines of suck are purposefully concocted because the Democrats know everything that they want to do is terrible for this country. And the people who are pushing back against it more and more are the ones now in the crosshairs. So I want to read you this story. All right. Now that you know, Jack Smith is allegedly granted some kind of a deal to Mark Meadows and that Mark Meadows is now saying, though Mark Meadows is denying it, that he tried to tell Donald Trump in 2020, look, dude, you lost. All right. There's no proof of fraud. It was totally safe and secure. Drop it. I don't know why you're beating this dead horse because you lost fair and square. Mark Meadows said BS. I never said that. So I want to read you this article. Special counsel Jack Smith continues lawfare operation with more leaks to ABC. This time claiming Mark Meadows warned Trump about the 2020 election result being accurate. So apparently in the wrap up smear, which Nancy Pelosi and we've gotten on video, and we've told you about it again and again and again, when you need a narrative to hit mainstream, you need to create something that's ridiculous or not, but something that's wrong. And then you need to drop it on somebody in the media. You need to merchandise it. So you drop it, you leak it to a member of the media who long ago lost their scruples and any kind of objectivity that once was a part of the profession when I joined back in 1992, right? And then they're so excited for the leak. They don't do their due diligence. There's no double checking. And if they do anything, they'll say anonymous sources or people familiar with the case or, you know, things like that to keep it sort of official, but certainly not provable. And then they publish it 
And then the person who dropped the information on the media to begin with merchandises it and uses it as proof of whatever they're about to go do. Well, that's exactly what's going on in this stupid case. And Jack Smith is a dirtbag. There, there's no other way. These, these people suck. And the Democrats must be so frustrated. You've got real C-class quality individuals trying to take on a, a kingmaker in Donald Trump. Right. You have Letitia James, known anti-Trump psychopath. OK, she's a lunatic. You have Alvin Bragg, same ball game. You have some of these judges in these cases who are operating as quite literal extensions of the Democratic Party. You have Jack Smith now who's trying to bog down Trump's lawyers and other things, move the goalposts around and force them to be overwhelmed, ill-prepared, and have a case, a trial, sped up so that it hits bingo right in time for the election. It's all purposeful. It's all planned. But I want you to hear this leak from David Muir, ABC. And this is hard. I, I like David Muir. When I was a news anchor here in Pittsburgh and I would do the cross back and forth with David Muir, I liked him very much. This is unfortunate. This is this is so far of where our government, where our media have gone. And they're they're basically saying that Mark Meadows tried to tell Donald Trump in 2020, just drop it. You lost. And Mark Meadows is like, no, I most assuredly did not. Here is David Muir's like exclusive report on this, which is total BS. Go. Turn now to the ABC News exclusive tonight. The major turn for a man once very loyal to Donald Trump. Sources telling ABC News tonight that former Chief of Staff Mark Meadows has now been granted immunity to testify before the grand jury in the federal election interference case. Meadows now says he told Trump that there was no evidence of fraud that would change the results of the election and that those allegations of fraud were baseless. So what does this now mean for Trump? And just today, another lawyer turning and the tearful statement she read in a Georgia courtroom. This is this is all they have. They are so desperate in any way, do whatever they can to beat up Donald Trump, right? So what is lawfare? Think about this. When you're thin on facts, you intentionally manipulate the legal system to create the optics around a narrative to then drop on the media. The media runs with it, and then therein you have your merchandising. It seems now to be true. This is what this is what America is up against. This is serious and it's unacceptable. Now, is me telling you all about this stuff and we can go into all of the details about this. I can read paragraphs of articles here for you to illustrate what happened, the yes, the no's, the ins, the outs, the lies. Do know that when you turn on your nightly news, if you're watching the networks, if you're watching CNN, if you're watching MSNBC, if you're watching any of these clowns, what they are telling you is purposeful. It is meant to deceive you. It, ha- it is meant to coerce you to vote and to feel a certain way. And it's also intended to galvanize that little clone trooper chip inside of you to join the movement to go down with Trump. We need to fight for America. It is dangerous and it is ubiquitous out there. I'm going to get into a few more of these specifics. I need to read this exactly to you. 
because you can diagnose this as well. And it doesn't take a whole lot of effort. That's what we're left with, ladies and gentlemen, taking charge of the reality of the information we're getting. And what you're getting sucks. More next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. All right, so let's get to this article. Now, if we can all agree that the, I'm just going to say the lion's share of the quote unquote news we are told every single day is garbage. If we approach information that way, so we are inherently suspicious, we expect to be lied to, we're off and running. That's half the, half the problem, right? Then we've got to get quicker at identifying all of the telltale signs that they are purposefully trying to manipulate us. And they're in this article here on Conservative Treehouse, which I just love. This is how it goes, all right? Headline. Special counsel Jack Smith continues lawfare operation, lawfare, right? Using the legal system, creating a a fake news narrative, okay? Using the legal system. Lawfare operation with more leaks to ABC, this time claiming Mark Meadows warned Trump about 2020 election result being accurate. Here's the story, and I like this. Too many people continue falling for this lawfare nonsense, Conservative Treehouse has been outlining what lawfare operations are all about since we deconstructed the Trayvon Martin narrative. Perhaps a reminder is useful. Lawfare in its most common and obvious construct is not a legal approach per se. It is the intentional manipulation of the legal system to create the optics around information that is intended to be used by media to influence public opinion. It's gross, isn't it? I'm going to say it again. The intentional manipulation of the legal system to create the optics around information that is intended to be used by the media to influence public opinion. The result of which are lunatics in my neighborhood who believe that Donald Trump is a criminal, that believe he is a sex offender, that he needs to be thrown away. He is such a criminal. And I say to them, I'm like, what What are you talking about? What has he done? Now, they can't tell you, but they just know that they're right because they have been sucked in by this lawfare propaganda. That is what it's all about, manipulating public opinion through leaks to the media. Now, the leaks don't need to be truthful. They don't have to be accurate. They don't even have to be directly in line with the prosecution of the case. They are intended exclusively to manipulate public opinion, to change how you feel, to move you one way or another. So remember, August 21st in another ridiculous lawfare operation, Special counsel Jack Smith told ABC News Mark Meadows testified that President Trump never attempted to declassify any information. That report was transparently false, yet the media ran with it and multiple alternative media promoted it as pure nonsense. But in this latest iteration of lawfare, again from special counsel Jack Smith, again to ABC News, I guess that's a very eager place to receive it, again about former Trump chief of staff Mark Meadows, the claim is the special counsel granted Meadows immunity, that's the hook here, and that Meadows told President Trump that the 2020 election was not rigged or stolen. Of course, Mark Meadows wrote about the rigged and stolen 2020 election in his own book. So why would he undermine his own story by saying something completely the opposite to Jack Smith that is only coming out now? Well, it's BS and you know it's BS, right? Well, the the answer here is he did not. This lawfare story is all made up. It is fictitious. It is anonymous sources manufactured to create 
a public impression that, oh, no, Donald Trump, he knew he lost, but he was going to go for it anyway. Mm. Now, bolstering the likelihood that Meadows gave no such testimony, Meadows' lawyers, when contacted by the media, said the story is fake news. Yet again, everybody falls for it. This is how lawfare succeeds. And this is how Trayvon Martin's fake and fabricated ear witness girlfriend became the key witness and embarrassed the prosecution on the stand. So now that you know, all right, and Catherine, Catherine Harridge, I've long said this, one of the last, if not the last remaining good quality, ob- objective, honest journalists out there. She tweets this out. New and in quotes, I told ABC that their story was largely inaccurate. People will have to judge for themselves the decision to run it anyway. This is Mark Meadows' lawyer telling CBS News, telling her this, responding to this new story that that, that Meadows was granted immunity. You're going to hear these sorts of things commonly. And they're going to heat up. It's going to happen much more quickly. It is going to be a nonstop barrage of them hitting us with things that are totally bogus. Okay? They are so afraid of Donald Trump. But what they are really so afraid of is you. Is you. Is watching exactly what happened with the Republicans in the House these last three weeks. The idea of doing something that isn't all concocted and criminal and corrupt, but rather that is good for America. They are so terrified of that. So lawfare, pay attention, particularly in these legal cases, because that's what's coming your way, my friends. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk about Bidenomics screwing us from the middle out and the bottom up. San Francisco. Nice job, Gavin. Coming up next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. I take it personally when things happen in California. I love California. You know, I grew up there. I left at 18 and I never went back. It is one of the most beautiful places with so much culture, some of the most beautiful scenery from deserts to mountains and snow to the shore, the ocean. It is awesome. And Gavin Newsom and the Democrat Party have absolutely ruined it. And, and my particular ire today is specifically in San Francisco. How can you tell us with a straight face that Democrats... Like Joe Biden, the same way Republicans like Donald Trump. There, there's no possible way. You cannot tell me in a new poll, right, 41% to 41%. Trump and Biden neck and neck. What, are you out of your lo- ever-loving mind? There's nothing that this party has done that has not been disastrous. And I think one of the places where the accelerated decline is the most noticeable is in San Francisco. How about this headline? It's tragic. Microsoft to vacate 50,000 square feet of office space in San Francisco as the tech exodus, right? The tech exodus continues amid drug and crime, quote, doom loop. That's what they're saying about it there. Tech giant Microsoft has joined the San Francisco tech exodus. 
advertising up to 49,000 square feet of their offices for sublet as the city spirals into what they're called a doom loop. Microsoft just the latest company to scale down their presence in the city. With Meta and LinkedIn both subletting their spaces in recent months. Now, why are these organizations, these companies, right, which are decidedly in the pocket of the Democratic Party, how can you be for what you see is destroying your own space? That doesn't make any sense to me. I don't get that. Office vacancy rates hit a record high of 34%. One third of every office space situation, a third of it, all of the offices, one third of them are vacant right now in San Francisco. Who would want to live there? 34% in September. As shops are driven out of the downtown area by heightened crime, ec- economists are warning that the city is spiraling into an urban doom loop. Microsoft's move follows continued cost cutting across the sector with mass layoffs and more people working from home. And now the tech giant is offering spaces in San Francisco's tallest tower, 555 California Street. From 4,500 to 49,000 square feet to rent until May of 2029. Who would go there? Who would move there? Who wants to get mugged on the street? Who wants to get carjacked? Who wants to see the homeless, the syringes, the fecal matter on the street, the 10 cities, right? Period. All of these, of course, are made by Democrats. This is all Democrat doing. The 779-foot-tall building owned by former President Donald Trump and Vornado Realty Trust was 94.5% leased as of July at a cost of 120 bucks per square foot annually. San Francisco, which has long been popular with tech companies, was hit hard by the pandemic thanks to the high density of office space. Beyond that, a recent report showed 95 retailers in downtown San Francisco have closed. 95! It is a freaking ghost town. You have the makings, the ingredients of Metropolis. What don't you have? Like the oil cans burning? Like hobos standing out there with fingerless gloves and like holes in their jackets and Right? Well, apparently it's right around the corner. 95 re that's a decline of more than 50 percent since 2019 among the names how about this h&m uniqlo hilton gap park 55 at&t abercrombie and fitch whole foods nordstrom rack Saxoff fifth banana republic cinemark anthropology old navy Crate and Barrel 2, Office Depot, Crate and Barrel, Cocoa Republic, Huntington Bank. Out of here. We're not putting our people in danger anymore. Well, just go park in the garage. Oh, that's great, because that's where the homeless are living. The city has also struggled with rampant fentanyl use and fatal overdoses in the first five months of 2023. In fact, there were close to 346 overdose deaths. 346. I don't understand how they say they were close to with a number as obscure as that. We'll just say it's 346. That's tragic. It's a 40%, more than 40% increase than the year prior. But this is Bidenomics at work. This is from the middle out and the bottom up. And the emptying of offices and shops 
has also led to the city's revenues falling, making it harder to fight the problem. In March, the city announced that its budget shortfall for the year had increased to $290 million. Budget shortfall. More than $90 million more than expected. Wow. So what's next? This is, this is Philadelphia. Philadelphia is on tap. New York City's on tap. What did we just hear? Who just told us that we need to get used to having the, the migrants here? Just get used to it. Was that Blinken? Did he just say that? Just get used to it, folks. This is the new reality in America today. We're going to bring in millions of strangers. We're going to give them everything for free. You're going to get screwed. And you're going to pay for it. So there's that story that we have to talk about with regard to what's going on. Economically speaking, I'm pretty sure you can't you can't say that's successful, but this is the one this is the one that hits hard. If you had to imagine in your mind one of the biggest financial accomplishments in your life, something you saved for, you scrimped for, and you paid for over decades of your life scrounging as your kids were little wondering how you were going to make it right your house it's the number one thing that we own that provides wealth for us in the future how about this headline home foreclosures are at their highest level since the start of the pandemic is the financial aftermath takes a toll on buyers. You guys believe that it's the financial aftermath of COVID? Because last time I checked, we've been out of that for a year or more. This is called the crippling effects of Joe Biden's economy on the average man and woman in this country, where you will own nothing and like it. This is why the personal savings of Americans in less than three years has cratered more than four trillion dollars and this is the only thing that joe biden and his administration is out right now trying to champion trying to herald this idea that my gosh i know i'm broke i know that i just got my car repoed and i'm gonna lose my house right i know that my kids are being indoctrinated in school and there's some creepy teacher who wants to walk them into the transition closet and shh don't tell anybody right but this is, this is a whole nother level. Home foreclosure activity in the United States surged to the highest level since the start of the pandemic. A sign that the financial aftermath of COVID-19 has been wearing out cash-strapped homeowners. Factually incorrect. This economy, everything, gas, all of it. If gas prices were what they were under Donald Trump, we would not be having this situation today, period. The cost of goods wouldn't go up through the roof because trucks could fill up. If we had an administration that stopped meddling in regulations, the nonsense, the lunacy of green climate suck-worthy stuff, it's meant to drain you dry, to beat you mercilessly like they're trying to beat Donald Trump with all of these lawsuits to bog you down, to mire you in suck. And it's having an effect. 
Foreclosure filings, including default notices, scheduled auctions, and bank repos jumped 28% in the third quarter from the prior quarter to 124,539. 124,539 people in this country are losing their homes. The homes that they built up equity in that they paid for because they can't do it anymore. That represents a 34% surge from a year ago, attesting to growing financial distress. Now, what is from the bottom, the middle out and the bottom up mean? Because in my mind, that's the screwing of middle income America which is the majority of us, giving to the bottom, rising them up. And it sucks. It is indefensible and people are losing their homes. Foreclosure activity appears to have been increasing steadily throughout this year, September alone. 11% jump in foreclosure filings. 18 for September of the last year. Mortgage lenders, meanwhile, began the foreclosure process on 68,000 properties. I'm going to sneeze. Hold on. U.S., that's how fast I am. Look at that, right? In the U.S., I beg your pardon, over the past quarter, up 3% from the third quarter of 2022. Look, I, I appreciate polls. I think that they are interesting for us to look at. I think that none of them is telling the truth, right? You cannot tell me in a country now where parents cannot afford basic necessities for their families to the degree that we are now where their cars are being repossessed. Can you imagine coming out of your house and getting ready to take your kids to school and finding a boot on the tire of your car because you haven't paid your bills? Because that's what's happening. And now they're losing their homes. A $4 trillion loss in personal savings. All the while, we have what? At a minimum, 7 million new people to pay for. It is unaffordable. It is, in, it is unsurvivable. And that is the point. So don't try to tell me. AP, Gallup, USA Today, Washington Post, any of you pollsters out there. The things are going great. All right, don't go anywhere. When we come back, uh, I, I can't even bring this up. Bug burgers. No, I'm not going to do that yet. <laughs> we'll talk about the media. The media being told by the Associated Press, telling its reporters, there is a word you are not allowed to use. What happened to freedom of the press, ladies and gentlemen? Well, that's gone. So is your house. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. So this one is one. It hits hard for me because I was a journalist for many, many years. I have a Newsmax show that allows me to have an opinion. I would not tell you that I'm a journalist anymore. I I am opinionated. And so I share my opinion. And if you like it, that's great. And if you don't, you don't have to agree with me. But this is difficult to watch and has me feeling kind of stupid for how long Have the media been so corrupt and so dark and so dirty and so lousy? And I'm going to go with a hell of a long time. 
I was blissfully unaware trying to raise my five sons and do that scramble back. It'd be the five o'clock and the 11 o'clock news anchor go back and forth, right? Maybe I wasn't paying attention to just how dirty it was. Well, I'm seeing a lot now, and this is ridiculous. So we have war in the Middle East. So define press suppression for me. As the Associated Press instructs its reporters not to use the T word. T. What's the T word? Terrorist. I remember when I was on radio and I got called into the principal's office because I called people in certain neighborhoods who behaved like thugs, thugs. And I was told, you know what? We really don't like that word. It just, it turns off a lot of people. I'm like, look, thug isn't a black or a white thing. Thug is a behavior thing. A girl can be a thug. Thugs are thugs. Well, we just don't want to do that. My, my, my. Got a lot of soft people out there. A lot of feelings to tiptoe around. So how's this article? PJmedia.com. Associated Press has decided that if you refer to Hamas as terrorists, you're being a little too harsh. Um, come again? You mean the people who paraglided into a community and into a music festival and while their GoPros were recording live, massacred and hunted down innocent Jews. The same people who shot and killed a 16-year-old girl confined to a wheelchair, and her dad. Those people aren't terrorists. Got it. According to a report at the Washington Free Beacon, which reviewed some Associated Press material, the AP decided that, quote, terrorism and terrorist and terrorist have become politicized. Oh, for the love! God, do they suck! If you're a terrorist and you behave in a terrorist way, alas, you should be called a terrorist. If you're a marauding gang of thieves and you act like thugs, you should be able to be called thugs. I don't know about you guys, but I'm not really worried about hurting anybody's feelings. Who's a thug or a terrorist? Ooh, but the Associated Press is, well, you know, you know we don't want to call George Floyd. A criminal dirtbag. Well, he was. Ah, we don't want to call him an addict. Well, he was. That's what killed him. Not the knee on the neck. Read the autopsy. Wow. Why are these people protecting the worst of the worst? Why is it in America, if you pay your bills, if you love your kids, if you're faithful to your wife, if you go to church... Right? You work hard. By golly, you try to carve out your slice of the American dream. You're a domestic terrorist. You are a threat to democracy. So stupid. (laughs) But if you're a complete dirtbag, well, we should elevate you. I don't want to hurt your feelings. Black Lives Matter caused $2 billion with their 'er ne'er-do-well miscreant Antifa loser partners, right? Ah, we don't want to be too harsh on them. I know. I might get annoyed. Really? Why do you think people have guns? So terrorist and terrorism 
have become too politicized. They're often applied inconsistently, and thus, the AP is not using the terms for specific actions or groups other than indirect quotations. What should we call them? What, 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 what would you rather us call Hamas? Should we, what, what would we want to kick around as some synonyms? I, I can't even think of anything right now that, that hits home quite as much as I would want to hear. So terrorists are no longer terrorists. They're now militants, according to the Associated Press. Militants. Oh, and terms such as Hamas fighters, attackers, or combatants are also acceptable now, depending on the context. Hamas fighters. They're fighters. They're warriors. That's gross. That's indefensible. The AP style, by the way, and this is what all journalists go by, at least back in the day when I was a card-carrying member, provides guidelines for grammar and citations in news writing. You know, (laughs) that they're trying to convince journalists of the world to soften what disgusting, dirtbag, murderous, thug terrorists are leads you to believe that they are pro-murderous, thug, dirtbag terrorists at the Associated Press. And you would be correct. Not just writing, though. It was this leftist style of conformity that led reporters standing in front of burning buildings to call them mostly peaceful protests. This style of journalism called suck, suckerama, Whether written or verbal, lies to the American people. So what could have contributed to, you know, this new push to cleanse our vocabulary? Well, they have a vested interest in supporting people who hate Israel. I don't know why, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know why, and I don't don't understand it, but you know who does? Is a friend of ours. His name is Daniel Cohen. And he is in Jerusalem. He is the bureau chief there for Newsmax Television. I know him. I want to know what's really going on. What's really happening? He's on deck. Do not miss this conversation. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program.